0: Our epistle reading this morning comes to us from Romans chapter 5 and is the basis for today's sermon. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces perseverance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I am certainly better off having cancer Because of all of God's blessings to me. Imagine that being the first sentence that you hear to start your work week. Last Tuesday, I finally had the opportunity to have an in-depth conversation with a man that you have all told me so much about. Last week was Pastor Brian Roberts' first week back here working in over a year. He had a conversation with me that enlightened me in a way that I just wasn't prepared for at the time in a way that I wasn't expecting. He's graciously allowed me to share this conversation and the thoughts that he has with you today. Now, as many or all of you know, Pastor Roberts was diagnosed with cancer a while back and he has suffered greatly in both body and spirit because of it. It's been a true test for him and his family. Imagine, if you will, receiving the word from your doctor that you have pancreatic cancer, something that's often a death sentence for those that hear it. Imagine, if you will, receiving many rounds of injecting poison into your body, a poison that kills the cancer but also kills you little by little in the process. Imagine, if you will, staring death in the face and having to be strong For your wife and your children who also fear losing their dear father and their dear husband. Imagine if you will, being told that to survive this disease, you need to have several of your internal organs cut out of you, including your pancreas, parts of your stomach, parts of your intestines. Imagine if you will, getting diabetes in your 60s because you no longer have the organ that produces insulin. Imagine, if you will, that you hate the sight of food because it tastes bad and your stomach can't digest it and it makes you feel ill when you eat it, even your most favorite comfort food. Imagine losing so much weight because of this that you're dangerously thin and your doctor's fear for your life. And imagine even after beating cancer that every two months, you have to get put under and have an operation where they stick a feeding tube into your nose and down into your intestines. Imagine every three months being reminded of the fact that this disease could come back at any time and having to go and get scanned at the hospital. And now imagine, after all of this, saying the words, I am certainly better off having cancer because of all of God's blessings to me Suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So we rejoice in our sufferings. She is so funny. Y'all are going to get along so well. I can't wait for you to meet her. Last year, my seminary classmate and dear friend, Ethan Luft, and I were hanging out one night. His wife had gotten called to work in Kansas City. And so we thought we'd take advantage of the night to just have a bro night. And uh, we did what guys do. And we stayed up way too late sharing stories and playing games. Near the end of the night, I got up and I walked by the hallway in his home that features his family photos. I stopped and I looked at these photos and I, uh, I saw that Ethan has a big family. He's one of four boys and two girls, so six children in total. And I'm looking at these photos and I'm imagining what they're like, these kids. I've never met any of them. I see their personality quirks in their photos, you know, the bunny ears on the friends and the smiles that they give, just kind of the goofy things that they're doing trying to figure out who they are and what they're like. Ethan comes up to me while I'm standing there and he says, you know, it's interesting that you're looking at that picture in particular. That is my sister Brianna. She is so funny. Y'all are going to get along so well. I can't wait for you to meet her. One of the subtle joys of this life is the prospect of a new friend. And my initial reaction was one of happiness and honor that Ethan felt that I could have a close friendship with his sister. I'll never forget the feeling that followed next. Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. It was something that Ethan had just shown to me in spades. A feeling that I had not fully come to grasp in a way that he had that life had forced him to come to grasp with. Because there's one element of this story that I'm leaving out, one small detail. Brianna and Ethan's younger sister and Ethan's mother have all been dead for several years. On a family vacation to Colorado, they got in a car accident, killing all of them. Suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character builds hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts and we have also received the Holy Spirit. So we rejoice in our sufferings. If you notice from the text for today, there are several steps between suffering and hope. It's not a quick process. It's not an easy process. It's not a flipping of the switch. I think sometimes as Christians, we feel as though we have to just be happy all the time because we have the hope of eternal life. Whenever something bad comes our way, we're like, no, it's okay because we're saved. We can't show our pain. We can't show our suffering. We can't lament. But the Bible refutes this idea strongly. I want to tell you an example from the Bible today about somebody going through this process. This process found in Romans 5, 1 to 5. It's King David. And I want to give you a disclaimer before I tell you this story. And it's this. In the story I'm about to tell you, King David is being punished for a sin that he did. He killed Uriah and had an adulterous affair with his wife Bathsheba. But you're not being punished when suffering falls your way. Sometimes God just allows suffering to happen, and I want you to keep that in mind. What I want you to focus on in this story is how David embraces the process of suffering to endurance, to character, to hope. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, David is called out by God through the prophet Nathan for his sins against Uriah and Bathsheba. David responds by saying, I have sinned against God. And God tells him that his son that was produced from the affair that he had with Bathsheba is going to die. Soon afterwards, the child becomes ill, and David goes to the child, and he prays day and night and pleads with God. He doesn't change. He doesn't wash himself. He refuses food. He refuses help, and he weeps bitterly for his son and his impending death. Soon afterwards, the child dies. He passes away. David then gets up off the ground and washes himself. He puts ointments on his wounds and he puts perfume on and he goes to the tabernacle and he worships God. He then returns home and eats a meal. And his servants ask him, David, this just doesn't make any sense to us. Why was it that when the child was still alive, you wept bitterly and fasted and didn't wash yourself and lamented? But now that the child is alive, or I mean is is dead, you're eating again and you're worshiping God at the tabernacle. And this is David's response. While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me? The child may live. But now, he's dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he can never return to me. David suffered one of the most intense emotional pains that this world has to offer. He lost his son and he suffered greatly because of it. His fasting and his weeping they built endurance, an endurance that can only come from the bitter, bitter pain that he had just felt. And his endurance changed his character. It changed him from a bold sinner against God to a man humbly at God's feet, begging for forgiveness and repenting of his sins. And that character, it ultimately led him to the tabernacle to worship God and to rejoice with his holy Father. But David lamented. David leaned into his suffering. There was no quick move to, I'm saved, so I should be happy. There was no writing off his pain when his servants came to him and he was lying on the ground when he was dirty and fasting and weeping. He didn't say, no, I'm fine. David embraced his sufferings and felt their full sting. And even in the midst of the pain of losing his child, his hope was being formed and fulfilled. David goes back and worships God, and it was a worship full of lament and sorrow and rejoicing. It was complicated. It was messy. It was a snot-filled, tearful, wailing, lamenting, rejoicing of God at the tabernacle that day. When you suffer, embrace this process. Learn from David's example. David writes in Psalm 22, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. How often David must have cried out these words when he lost his son. How often Pastor Roberts must have cried out these words when he was going through chemotherapy. How often Ethan must have cried out these words when he lost his family. But our suffering, it ultimately turns to hope. Take it from Brian. Take it from Ethan. And most importantly, take it from Jesus. Your suffering ultimately produces hope. What I see before me today is a sea of suffering. In all of your faces, I see a widow or a widower, a cancer survivor, victims of violent crimes, psyches crippled by anxiety and fear, childless parents, people who have been bullied or shamed, can't get over their grief and so many other things. We're suffering every day. However, there's one more voice that I want to add to the people who have cried out Psalm 22 in suffering and pain. It's a carpenter named Jesus. And when he cried out the words of Psalm 22, he added, it is finished see, people in the world who don't have faith, they can suffer. Their suffering, it can even build endurance. And that endurance can actually even build character. But when it comes to hope, they're bankrupt. They are totally bankrupt. It is only by Christ's wounds that we are healed. It is by the cross that our hope is not some far-off someday. It's right now. Because Jesus is God with us. And his sufferings give meaning to your sufferings. Each nail in his wrist, each thorn in his scalp, each desperate gasp for air on the cross as he pushed up over and over again. Those are a promise to you. And the promise is this. I don't waste your pain and I don't waste your suffering God's blessings are mysterious and they're not always apparent when we're in the throes of anguish and sorrow they don't always make sense but listen to Brian listen to Ethan listen to David and listen to Jesus your suffering is turning into hope in God's time And that hope can never, ever, ever be put to shame. It's with you now in earthly blessings, and it's with you forever in eternal blessings. Because three days after Christ died and cried out the words of Psalm 22, he leapt up out of the tomb. And because of that, Brianna's not dead. Ethan isn't dead. Pastor Brian isn't dead. David's not dead. David's son isn't dead. I'm not dead. You are not dead. And most importantly, Jesus is not dead. And he never will be. And neither will you. Yes, you will taste the suffering of this world. And you will lose this body for a short while unless Jesus comes back first. You'll feel a little taste of it, but your suffering in death will immediately turn to hope when the same lips that at the beginning of time said, let there be light, will kiss your forehead, and they'll tell you, well done, good and faithful servant. Your hope has endured, and now it's sight, because you're here with me, and I am your Christ. You are saved. You now presently have access to this resurrection. In the waters of baptism, your old Adam is drowned, and your new character in Christ, it emerges with you up out of the water, and you receive in the sacrament the Holy Spirit, who's poured out to you in love. Our gracious God, the eternal God, resides within your flesh, your sinful flesh. And Jesus on the cross bore all the suffering of the world. But now the Holy Spirit is within you. And he feels every cancer, every death, every pain and every sting that you're going through. And day by day, through his work, he is turning that suffering into hope in his own time. I want to use... two examples that I started with today as tangible witnesses of our suffering turning to hope. Pastor Roberts this very week administered the sacraments. He consoled the sick and he prayed with the mourning and he witnessed to me about how his suffering has been replaced only with hope. He now rejoices in his sufferings and he will tell anyone who is willing to listen how blessed he is to have cancer. Ethan, at this very moment, right now, is standing in a pulpit a lot like this one, giving a sermon, which I'm sure is probably much better than mine, telling all who will listen about the hope that he has in Jesus Christ. Their night of darkness has turned into the morning dawn. And the hope that they have, and that we have, and that you have, and David and his son have, it has never been put to shame. It is all time undefeated because of the sufferings of Christ, which have turned into our only hope, the right hope. And as for Brianna, I penciled her in for lunch a few thousand weeks from now at the Lamb's high feast in the new creation. And I, too, can't wait to be friends with her. Amen. We have a weekly awakening question for you. Put it up on the screen. And it's this. Share a blessing you have received as a result of suffering. Go forth and do that.